0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter, the Thanksgiving special. And it's That's only right. a special because... Uh, we released it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, um, nothing special Day. about Day. <laughs> it, so give it to us. It's like it.
1: SmackDown 1000. Nothing special, but here it is.
0: <laughs> the podcast is brought to you by, or presented by, if you will, Scent Crusher. Check out ScentCrusher.com for all your scent-killing needs. Ozone Go, Ozone Goes Max, uh, the travel closet, the actual closet, the gear bags, the tote, the sprays, the detergents, all that. Scent Crusher's got you covered for all scent control needs. Also HHA Sports, uh, the leader in single pin sites. Absolutely love them. Lifetime warranty made here in Wisconsin. And, really? uh, are we in Wisconsin right now? Well, and we're in America, and that's where Wisconsin <laughs> that's good. is. Good enough. <laughs> also, elite archery. The ritual, the ritual 30, uh, whatever you prefer for size of, of bow. Um, if you're looking to get into an elite, the enlist is a great option. The tempo, the impulse, all elite bows are you Can't our go favorite. wrong with any
2: of them. Yeah, they're oh, awesome. The
0: rituals are on story. fire here. Um, our custom edition, working class bow hunter. Bows? All of them
2: except for one. It pissed Ooh.
0: off. Ooh, tough stab at Eric. I wasn't hitting the man that low, but I know who else is. So you gotta take
2: your shots when you can. Your own team. <laughs> I will <laughs> over <laughs> here. Oh, I man. need help.
0: God damn. Yeah, you guys are getting bodied right now. Oh, we are. It Get sucks. Bodied but. by the melon. I'm trying boys. to
2: fight him off, and Eric just <laughs> <laughs> throwing <in> the towel. <laughs> Doug, you might as well move to Illinois oh
0: that is oh, oh, oh. <laughs> also exciting big sale going on right now through big time uh get to big time or the big time app which we are the featured show uh for the month of November on the big time app uh, the big time adG trail camera the working class bow hunter special sale 79.99 it's normally a hundred thirty dollars free shipping discount code is WCB Christmas through big time Woof. so WCB you- Christmas through big time. You get a hundred and thirty dollar trail camera for eighty bucks with free shipping.
1: One more time for the people in the back who didn't hear that. It's WCB Christmas. It's normally $130.
0: But your broke ass is going to get it for $80. <laughs> did you say 80 $80. What about shipping? What Free? A, what a deal. Free shipping. Joe Humphreys is in the house. Stand up back there, Joe. Good to have you here. <laughs> WCB Christmas, the big big time website, bigtime.com, I'm assuming, or the app, WCB Christmas. You save yourself some money. Some nice. dollars. I think we will just cut right into the episode now, huh? What about Loker Taxidermy? Ooh, you know that's a very good point, Eric. God damn, Loker Taxidermy is—I uh, think he's going to get busy. He's going to get
2: real busy. He already is busy. What's the name of the town he's in? Because I—it's Loudon. 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 I would yeah. say Loudon. I know that one episode. I wasn't here where you guys first mentioned me, Like Loudon, Lu- Loudon. It's Loudon. Yeah, because that's—he's your neighbor pretty much. Yeah, he's only twenty minutes away. So I'm like, I'm glad I'm we found him not i don't have to drive an hour and a half now to go to a taxidermy we're feeding them some critters go
1: there, to man. a taxidermy yeah just drop my A-taxidermy. buck off there
2: yep. yep yeah yours is there mine's
0: there my muley's there your muley's there jordan's is there trevor uh trevor Spence's daughter just shot a really, an- oh, yeah, shot a really nice buck that's, that's awesome. there now yeah. um so he's gonna start getting busy so check out him out um if you're in the quad city area um Loker Taxidermy on Facebook. Super cool guy. If you just look at uh, Loker Taxidermy online, you'll find it.
2: And he's only like a half an hour from Davenport probably, so he's not too far out. Nah, not bad. Not bad. All right. Let's get right into it.
1: I'm Chase Rolfson with RubLine Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay.
0: This
2: is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Sheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi,
3: I'm Taylor Drury from Jury Outdoors.
2: Hey, this is Nick Butts from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buttsman.
0: Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast.
1: The working class bow hunter podcast. Working class
0: bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This. is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank
1: you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter.
3: Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 good.
1: It is episode number 257 of the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, beautiful bucketorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. I am Steve. In the studio today is Kurt. Hey, everyone. Eric. Howdy. Doug. What's going on? Tank Intern Tank. How's it going? And you guys are about to witness the strength of street knowledge. We got Clint Casper on the phone today. Uh, Sorry, I was just listening to something in the uh, car, but uh, Clint is on the phone with us today. I am super excited about this episode. Guys, it is the Thanksgiving special, so that means we're going to get drunk probably punch each other eat some pumpkin pie or eat some, some pumpkin pie with some cool whip and uh yeah it's gonna be crazy uh, or it's just gonna be a regular episode that we air on thanksgiving but either way it's special to us so it's gonna be special to you so that's all i got to say about that
0: first of all thanks for coming on thanksgiving clint it's nice to have you here brother how you been
4: oh man it's good to be back good to be back i'm doing good man it seems like it was just yesterday but really it was like what Probably almost a month
1: ago. Oh
3: yeah, man, yeah. a few weeks ago. A week few go.
0: weeks. It's uh, something like that. I'm excited to follow up on your story here, and uh, we're gonna have Steve rip off a veteran shout out here. But uh, people were writing in about your buck, wanting to know if it was the same one you mentioned in the last one. But we'll get into that. So veteran shout out now. We'll dive into the story after.
1: All right. So the shout out the shout out this week is uh, Jason Tillison uh, comes from our good buddy uh, Tony Smith, the fucking man uh said that Jason was deployed to Iraq in 03 with the Marine Corps uh then deployed with Tony actually to Iraq again in 08 with the army so this dude's a double dipper at a boy he's an avid outdoorsman great friend and uh Tony's proud to call him his brother so Jason, thank you for your service to this country. You uh, you loved it so much that you decided to join a second branch and do it again. So, it's we wild. we appreciate the hell out of it. I uh, could not do this podcast without the uh, without that blank check that you signed your name on, and um, didn't know if you were gonna it was gonna be cashed in. So we love you to death. Thank you for your service once again.
0: Thank you for your service, yep. sir. Thank you.
1: Awesome, Clint brother yeah, where, where you at <laughs> <laughs> where
4: you at i'm just i'm just zoned in i was actually just looking at steve's instagram my god are you good looking dude god damn <laughs> yeah. you're good
2: oh man are you feeling okay clint
3: yeah
4: oh no i'm feeling great i was just scrolling through and i seen you know i just you know stuff pops up from like days ago or whatever and just was looking at it. I'm man, oh man, gosh dang. What
1: a what what a lucky lady. What a lucky lady. I will tell you what, what, lucky ladies pilgrim. I'm uh I'm telling you what, man. I'm <laughs> having I'm having Thanksgiving for all my Tinder dates. So I need like 45 butterball turkeys cuz the Woo-hoo! ladies is crazy about me. <laughs> and a bunch of whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> you man, are sugar the... sugar free. I got to keep this uh perfect oh, round yeah. form. Oh, you oh, are oh, the dessert, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> Something that there's a joke in there about stuffing, but we won't get into it. We want to get into <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: the best way to execute it, okay? it. Yes. Wow, Steve, you're starting strong, brother.
1: Hey, I am just saying. It's all downhill red, from here. When the red button pops, it's ready to go. I'm talking <laughs> all, turkeys only.
3: All downhill here from here.
1: Uh, it's a special. We can let loose. Absolutely. Clint,
0: y- you killed the giant, my brother. Congratulations.
4: Well I appreciate that but but first though I got to I got to say congrats I mean since I've talked to you well we talk all the time but I mean since I've been back with you guys here <laughs> so let's see so so Kurt that lucky son of a bitch killed a, another freaking good one so I got to say congrats to him Thanks, and bro. then and, and then we got I believe right we got old the old the old intern he struck
3: <laughs> yeah sure did
4: he got it he got it done on a good one and then and then we got old old Dougie boy fresh with the rut bash rocking
3: hell yeah <laughs>
4: I, it's funny I had just messaged him we had just talked like uh, I think it was the day before I'm like dude I think tomorrow I think it's gonna be your day he's like yeah man all day since. next thing I know I'm get a call from Kurt he's like dude. Don't kill a good one. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> By 7.30 that morning.
4: <laughs> that, no, dude, that, that's freaking uh, awesome. And I, I don't want to leave Eric out. I mean, congrats to Eric. Now, for everyone listening, you might be wondering why I'm I'm congratulating Eric. Well, Eric landed an old lady who was way better looking than him. And that is something to be thankful for that's every right. day of the year. That's I right. I feel like that's more important than killing a buck. So... Congrats to Eric as well. I don't want you left out. Hey, well, thanks, Plant man. I
2: appreciate boy. it. To each their own, I guess. Eric's not done, though, man. I'm not done. I'm still kicking it oh, hard, hey, man.
4: Hey, hey, I'm not. I'm not counting you out, brother. I know it's coming. I know it's coming.
0: Doug's prediction was wrong, man. How did that feel, Doug? Your cold no, prediction I, was wrong.
3: I, he did. That was you know, wrong. No, was a
2: bad egg in every, every batch, so...
0: There, you right. in every
3: match. <laughs> Great cover. <laughs> there
1: <laughs> So it's my fault. Is what you are saying? It's not uh, your bad fault day. at all. Be bad. Yours was the runt of the litter. <laughs> <fucking> prediction.
0: <laughs> Clint, tell us about this buck. So you sent me a picture. Well, actually, no. You called me. It was the day. Uh, I called you. It was the day. Intern tank shot his buck. Yep. Yep. I went and helped tank pull his buck out. I'm yep. on my way home, and no you call seven. me. Yeah, and yep. then you call me on the way home, and kind of run me through the scenario. I don't know if you want to start the story there, and we can just run through it. And
4: hey, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, we can we can run through it. Um, yeah, so November seventh, you know, I hit this buck, uh, the in- inline buck, and I, I've named him the inline buck back in the summer just because from looking straight forward all of his points pretty much match up. I mean, they're all in line. It looks like he's like a big eight or something. You can't really see all of his points. But, no, I uh, I called Kurt because, you know, I I put what I thought was a, was, a, was a good shot on this buck, but I was like, man, I'm going to let him go overnight. I think it's a touchback, and that's kind of where, you know, where I thought it was, kind of where I wanted it to be, honestly. That, that was just kind of the shot I had was a little bit back, and I'm like, I'm going to let him go. So I'm, I'm talking to Kurt. And we're, I'm on the phone, I'm like, man, what do you think? He's like, oh, absolutely, you know, you got to let him go overnight. And I'm like, no, I'm going to, but, you know, what do you... I'm describing what he, what the buck did after I shot, you know, and Kurt's like, ah, oh, dude, he's dead. I'm like, all right, I'm like, you know, now I feel better because it's just, you know, you, you want to hear it from another bow hunter to say, like, oh, yeah, dude, he's dead, we're all, he's, he's dead, you know, but... Uh, no,
3: I mean, we can start...
0: Start from the get-go, man, because yeah. last episode you were on, you told this story how... You were in the tree, and one of your your big bucks you were wanting to, to get a crack at came in, and I don't know if you said the name, and you said that he was feeding, and you had to get down like you had to go. So you started, like, yep. barking at a deer, uh, <laughs> yep. which I think people think you're nuts for, and then people were, like, wondering. We were getting messages asking if it was the same deer. So I'll just let you take it from there.
4: Yeah, so um, it actually – that actually was a different buck. Um, there was two bucks this year that I that I – personally was going to hunt and i I basically was going to base it off of okay whoever wants to give me pretty much either a better pattern or who i think i can get on quicker or you know i'm going to be have a better chance to be successful on is who i'm gonna you know kind of hunt and uh it was funny because this this farm that i ended up killing inline on um i've had it for two years now but last year i was obsessed with that big six that i didn't kill till into january so realistically I didn't even hunt this farm. Um, Turkey hunted it, shed hunted it. uh, Knew it was going to be a really good farm. Uh, A lot of pressure from the neighbors, but, you know, not on on my farm, but just surrounding pressure. But I knew if I figured out how to hunt it, it would be a farm that would produce. I mean, there's just a lot of big deer killed in that area every year. A lot of big sheds picked up every year. Just, you know, there's just a lot of big deer, you know, in that area. So in the summer, I get pictures of this buck and pretty much – my philosophy in the summer was just run stuff on bean fields, run stuff, you know, on, you know, little pinch points that leading to and from fields. I mean, just typical normal stuff I do every year. I didn't want to get crazy um, as far as a lot of pressure. Just wanted to keep pretty low-key. Got pictures of him in June, July, August. He stripped velvet, disappeared. Um, the buck that I barked at, he was showing up real well. So early season – I was like, man, I'm going to hunt this buck and see what happens. You know, um, ended up having him underneath me that night in October. I think it was October either 13th or 17th. Um, that's the, that's the buck that I, I had to bark at. So
0: <laughs> it's so crazy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know, finally got him to leave and, uh, you know, was able to get out of there without him spooking. But, uh, <laughs> so kind of what, what happened with the buck is I actually went to that farm. I had, I had one camera still there. I went there on like a Sunday. I think it was like the maybe like the twentieth of October, somewhere around there. And uh checked this camera and I get a nighttime picture of him. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, cool. I'm like, you know, he's he's you know, he's back around. Start so scrolling through it again. I had a daylight morning picture of him at like uh, it's like seven thirty. So I'm like, okay, I'm like this buck, you know, I just just my gut feeling, I'm like, okay, he's either bedding close by or on the backside of a neighbor, but he's somewhere remotely close to where, I, where he can be killed. So now, um, you know, my interest is peaked. I'm like, okay, new farm, uh, big buck, been waiting for him to kind of start to show himself. Now I'm going to start diving in. Well, what I had anticipated on doing was killing him in October. And realistically, what I ended up doing was spending a ton of time Hunting, not seeing many deer, but that all ultimately led to me killing him because, I mean, that's basically kind of how I found the spot where I killed him was hunting other spots, not seeing deer and exiting those off my map and stuff to where I finally got into deer. And we're going to get more into that, but that's kind of the gist of how this all led up.
2: Well, especially with a new property, you kind of got to jump around like that, you know, in the beginning and kind of see where everything's at.
4: Yeah, and I mean, you know... My philosophy for new farms, I mean, or just any farm in general, is I like starting from the outside and working in. I mean, right. I, never, I never like, you know, guys that have listened to me or on this podcast or read stuff I write. I mean, I do not like diving in, just full head of steam, not really knowing what's going on. I, I just, I, that's never worked for me. I know some guys right off the rip. They go in, and and they get aggressive, and it works for some dudes, but I I just, for me, I've just never had luck with that. I've always had better luck kind of working my way out and then working, you know, starting on the outside working in, and that's what I did. Uh, I picked out, uh, I think I had three spots in October that were kind of like field edge or just roughly in the timber, but spots I could see a lot. I could see a lot of fields, and I was basically just trying to see what the deer movement was, you know, where deer were coming from, where deer were going. I really thought this spot would be awesome in November because of all the funnels. So I really wanted to see kind of, you know, obviously I wanted to kill this buck right now, but I, I really wanted to try to see like, okay, just in general, how did deer use this farm? How are they traveling? Uh, I would say out of those three stands, honestly, they were more probably what I would say or what I call an observation stand. And mm-hmm. not, not saying that you're not going to kill one out of that, but I'm basically trying to, See more than I'm trying to kill as far as in that stand. I mean, could, it,
0: yeah, could it's I? like where, where you, you need know, to make your move is like your goal. Yeah, or...
4: yeah, exactly. I mean, could I kill my buck from that tree? Absolutely. But realistically, probably I'm setting up spots trying to see where deer are at. And I'll be honest with you, I got my ass kicked in October. I mean, this farm and this buck, I mean, there were new. I, I spent more days from that time of the 19th, 20th to the end of October. I had more days, more evening hunts, not seeing deer in that 2 week span than I've probably had the last couple years combined. I mean, it was it was rough. I mean, I just but
1: you know
0: I think that's the, re- that's a good thing for listeners to hear because Oh yeah. I think the first thing <laughs> yeah. is when they see like yeah the cover art of this episode or some of the past bucks, they probably think that you see a good buck they're probably picturing like the drories, where that's like,
3: oh, yeah. kind of every, like every what, sit.
0: yeah, every sit you see like what most people will consider a shooter. Oh, so, no. so I think it's refreshing for people to hear that. And yep. I, I put you in my bow hunting like, oh, uh, uh, I guess I don't know the the hierarchy of like bow hunters. I know I put you way up towards the top in my book, and I feel like I'm trying to climb there. I don't remember my point was, but, uh, (laughs) uh, oh yeah. So, well, basically what I'm saying is like, you kill bigger deer than me consistently. I kill good deer, but I don't see good deer every time I hunt. No. Do you know what I mean? None none of us do. No. My, my 10 pointer I saw this year, that was the biggest buck I saw. And then one of the two biggest I had on camera this year. Same for me. Yeah. So it's, yep. I, and I didn't see shit out of that stand I killed them out of beforehand. Can't run, can't run. So nope,
4: absolutely. And I'm well, and to you know to t- to kind of touch on that, I mean, like for for just for the listeners and stuff, I mean, one thing I do want to stress about this entire podcast because I mean we are talking about you know uh, how I killed a giant and everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, you know how he killed a giant, blah blah blah, but here's the deal. Without these two key elements, Clint doesn't even get to hunt a giant or see a giant. And that is, number one, I live in Ohio. Um, Ohio is a big – I mean, everyone knows the secret's been out for 15 years. Ohio, in my opinion, and not just because I live here, but with only having a one-buck tag and with you know all the agriculture, I mean, in my opinion – it's the best deer hunting state there is right now. Go on. I mean, that, that's just, that's just me. I, I know there's lots of other good states too, but my point is that I'm blessed to live here and I've got the time. My job allows me to hunt every night. I get seven, eight weeks vacation a year because of plowing snow in the winter. I mean, you got to have time and you've got to have a big buck to hunt. If you want to kill a big buck. I mean, that's just a bottom line. And you know, there is no magical, Secret, I'm not hunting five thousand acres. I don't have a, 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 you know, any magical powers. I'm hunting pressured deer. I mean, hell, last year I was hunting some public ground trying to kill a giant. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm not seeing studs every week. Hell, I'm not seeing studs every month. Honestly, last year.
1: Well, you don't I follow went, me on Instagram. What the hell, dude?
4: Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. No, I mean, my point is, is I mean, you know, I'm very lucky to live in a state that has a lot of big deer to hunt. But even even with that being said, I'm not seeing a stud every hunt. I'm not seeing a stud every week. I mean, I've got farms this year that I've run cameras on since August that have yet to produce a deer over 130. That's still to this very moment I have not got a picture of. And th- these farms have beans, corn clover, alfalfa, rolling timber, uh, logged out timber. I mean, you name it, I've got it there. But for whatever reason, there's just not what I'm looking for there. I mean, you know, 125, 130 is about what's, what I'm seeing or what I'm getting pictures of. And I mean, it just goes to show not every woodlot, not every farm, and sure as hell not every sit, are we going to run into a big buck, period. Right. It's just not going to happen. I mean, not, not the way that we're all hunting. No way.
0: Dude, I thinking back about that. I don't even think, I did not even seen any two year olds this year with like a rack. Like I guess I didn't hunt like long enough. But like going back, even sitting there, like I say, don't see a good one. I didn't see two year olds running through. Really, you know? Yep. I didn't see a yep. lot of small bucks. I saw some doe, a lot of does. That's my property. But uh, yep. You know, like at one hundred thirty inch deer you don't really see them that on average property. They don't run around like people would think they would from watching no. hunting shows, you know, <laughs> no. um, hey, nope. real quick for a dive back in the story. I just thought this would be a fun thing to do. If you had the name off the top five name off the top three Midwest hunting States, bow hunting States in, in order from best to worst, what would <clears throat> be your top three?
4: <laughs> top three for me.
0: Yeah.
4: Ooh, boy, that'd be tough. I would probably have to go.
0: Well, we know Ohio's one. I'm
4: I, I I would probably have to go. I'd probably have to go Ohio. I'm gonna say Ohio, Iowa, Oops. and I'm gonna have to. And I'm I'm gonna have to go with Kentucky.
3: Damn, I, I mean, I'll, Kentucky. I'll tell you what.
4: i I've, I've and you know. I, it's, it's tough because my God, I mean, you got Illinois, Missouri. I mean, dude, the, the, any of those States, Indiana's got some giant I mean, it's just for me when I look at some of these States, um, I look at how hard it is to get some of these tags. And I mean, that plays a huge factor. Like the, only having one buck tag in Ohio, if we ever go to, a two buck system, I will cry. And everyone's like, what? You don't want to kill two bucks? That's not it. But my point is that in this state, that saves so many younger bucks that have potential to be a giant. I mean, because, like, for example, on opening night, if a 125 walks in, and, I mean, like I said, I mean, for, you know, not that I'm a big, not that I'm an inch guy, but if a a -a three-and-a-half-year-old 125-inch buck walks in, that's a nice buck. I mean, and to the to most people, I mean you're either killing that buck for sure or you're really thinking about it. But here's the deal. once you pull that trigger,
3: you're done. that's it.
4: you're done. Right. There's a lot of those bucks that get to live because a guy goes, gosh dang, that's a nice buck and he would look good on the wall, but I've killed three that size. You know what? I'm gonna roll the dice and see what happens and that buck gets to live another day. That's yep. I love, dude I, I'm like right now. I mean, like I said, everyone knows I'm not a uh, – I don't get – I'm not a giant, like, inch dude guy. But right now, I know of, personally, I think it's either eight or nine bucks killed over 200 inches up until last week. That's within 50 miles of me.
2: Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. That's big numbers.
3: Wow.
4: Now, I mean, now, you're – now, I'm talking gross. I'm talking gross scores. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what – Inches that are there. But – Within the surrounding counties, dude, eight or nine. So I mean, and and, and that and that is like that on I would say two thirds of the state. Now you go to Iowa, you got the same thing. You go to Illinois, you got the same thing. You go to Kansas, you got. I mean, it ain't like Ohio is the only state that's got that. But why right. I put them number one is because I feel like you know that to I, and and also we're over the counter. We are over the counter. You can come hunt Ohio whenever you want. Go to Walmart. Go to a gas station, print it off online. You know, I mean.
2: I'm on my way.
1: Yeah, do you guys got hey. Casey's I out there? I think
0: I should come out there, yep. clean. I think you got some yep. spare time to yep. put me on a big buck since I'm hey, tagged I out in Illinois. I can do it.
3: I can do it. Come on. Come
0: I go on. out there and kill a 115-inch two-year-old that he's been
3: watching. <laughs> he's like, what the hey, fuck? <laughs>
4: I, tell, I tell people all the time, when you come out and hunt with me, I don't. I don't play the save a buck deal if a, if a four point comes in and he's got a double throat patch and a golden left hoof. And you're like, dude, <laughs> this, buck, this buck is, I'm meant to kill this buck. This buck is freaking sweet. And you shoot it and you're pumped. I'm pumped too, dude. I don't care. Whatever, man. Probably got to learn how
1: to hunt hungover with Clint.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. There's been a couple times I've been climbing up a tree and puking off one side and shitting off the other.
1: It's (laughs) a tough game tough game. Cover scent, bro. Oh,
4: I can can remember the morning after my, and I don't know why, but for some reason, the morning after my 23rd birthday, for my 23rd birthday, I decided to just go out and get wrecked and knowing I was going to hunt the whole next day and I'll never forget it was snowing like crazy I'm in my lone wolf climber I'm like 15 foot up and I mean I just feel it coming and I'm like oh this is bad oh like, no I'm <laughs> like, was yeah. bad. and 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 like, I hit that crossroads where I'm like, I might have to shit or I might have to puke. And then I hit this spot where I'm like, oh, shit, it's, it's both. Like, <laughs> and, like, I'll never forget that. I almost killed a stud that day, too. I almost killed a stud that day. Like, I, I couldn't get him stopped. Probably, you know, a solid five-and-a-half-year-old, probably a mid-140s buck. I almost pulled off, like, as hungover as I've ever been hunting, I almost killed a giant that day on, on November 7th.
1: November 7th yeah.
4: has been a good day for me, man. I would have Remember
1: just reinforced numbers. your drinking. You'd be like, oh, yeah. I can do this all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. 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 I, I love how you added the as hungover as I've ever been hunting, meaning this isn't oh, the yeah. first time. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no,
0: I,
4: I Yeah. I, back in the day, it was nothing to be to hunt all day, run all night, I'd get up and be like, well, time to hit a tree. Here we go.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh. So I guess cut back into the buck story, man. And I guess we can yeah. run it back up to where you called me and then like what you were thinking yep. and, and what all went down from there. Yeah. So
4: got my ass kicked in October and uh, <laughs> a couple of the smart moves I made, because honestly, ultimately um, I, I think, I, I think this buck could have been killed in October, but I, I was, I was being very patient. I was, I was really trying to feel this farm out, which I, I think that I was smart. Um, I'm happy I stuck with my guns because I think this buck ultimately was staying right off the neighbors on the backside of the farm that I hunted. And I think the neighboring pressure pretty much had him kind of hemmed in to where he wasn't moving a lot in daylight. Um, but once dark came, he was traveling a lot. And uh, I know a couple guys down the road had pictures of him and whatnot. So, I mean, I know this buck was moving around a lot. I mean, but but man, he was he was holding pretty tight in daylight as far as movement. So, what I did was I, I pretty much just kept moving moving around, um, and when I say moving around, I mean, you know, I had three stands up, um, moved a couple of them, did some, did some climbing, you know, pretty much, you know, started off on some bean fields. Uh, towards the end of October, I started seeing a lot of scrapes open up, so I was kind of trying to key in on them, had cameras running, but everything was nocturnal with this buck, but there was a... There was a ridge on this farm that I was dying to get over to, and I had a feeling that he might have been bedding over towards this ridge. And if you can picture this, so I got a ridge that's running east and west, a big ridge, and then what I'm going to call spur ridge or a secondary ridge would would run off that, and it ran north and south. So Mm -hmm. it it created this absolutely perfect funnel because you've got ravines on both sides of that spur ridge, and instead of going up them ravines, that buck or just deer in general can run up that secondary Ridge to get up on top of the big Ridge running East and West. So, I mean, just an absolute perfect funnel. Well, I wanted to get into that spot before Halloween and at least check it out and just see what was going on. And I really do think if I would have followed my gut and got a little more aggressive, not, you know, not, not bomb rush in there on October 20th, but towards that Halloween, November 1st phase, I really think that I could have killed this buck um, earlier. Uh, I think he was living, you know, really close to that spur ridge. I think he was traveling, you know, over there a lot based off of what I was seeing. I mean, I know he was coming from that area all the time. But like I said, I didn't have a lot of history with the farm. So I was being pretty cautious. I mean, I, I did not want to blow this buck off. I knew he was going to be a slammer. Definitely, you know, a next level buck that I love to frickin' chase. You know, I was guessing him five and a half, six and a half years old. So I was a little more tentative just because I didn't know the farm that well. But looking back, honestly, I should have got to that ridge a little quicker than I did. But so we flipped the calendar to November. October's gone. Honestly, I got no sightings of this buck. Some pictures. Realistically, though, I haven't even really figured out deer movement that well. So November comes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get back in the timber a little bit couple funnels I had circled and some bedding areas. I'm like, you know, I'm going to hunt some of these, see what happens. So I hunted November 2nd and 3rd all day, dark till dark. It was a Saturday and Sunday, I believe. Saw one deer. And I'm like, all right. Painful. I'm like, oh, dude. That's so like my like, whole all season. Right. <laughs> now I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm like, Clint, I'm like, you got to do something. I mean, th- what, like, I get it. You haven't seen a shooter. I get it. You haven't even seen a decent buck, but you're not even seeing those. I mean, there's, there's, there's not like where I'm at. There's nothing happening. Nothing. So I'm like, okay, there's sign, there's rubs There's scrapes. I mean, there's, there's a ton of trails, but for whatever reason, man, it is just nocturnal. I mean, there is nothing going on in daylight. So I'm like, okay, on November 4th, I decided putting a stand on my back, putting my sticks I'm going to bundle my sticks all up. I'll put them inside one arm, pulse on the other, stand on my back. I'm heading to this ridge, and we're going to go up there and hang a set. And I originally wanted to go up there and climb, but because I was literally getting my ass beat so bad, I thought, you know what, you need to go up here and just spend an afternoon. If you blow some deer out, it is what it is, but you need to figure out what's going on on this other side of the farm. I mean, the deer are not where I'm at. They, so, you know, hopefully I'm going to run into what I want to see over here. So I, I remember that, that morning I hunted till I think it was like 10 30, 11, got down. I think I saw two does, uh, Donnie yearling got down, went back to the truck, changed, got all my stuff, headed in, got over to that freaking Ridge and lo and behold, dude, as soon as I get on this Ridge, It's big rub after big rub, and I mean like six, seven inch diameter and bigger. Big rub after big rub. So now, now I'm
2: glorious.
4: Oh, I mean
3: it's
4: (laughs) as awesome as it is for a guy that loves to hunt patterns in October. I'm mad at myself. I mean I'm excited, but I'm pissed because I'm like in my head I'm like, God damn it, Clint, you you know you should have been up here. You knew this spot was gonna be good, but you were, it, it's like, I, I was, I was caught between, I wanted to get up there, but yet I was hoping maybe I didn't have to dive clear back in there because I was, like I said, it was a new farm. And I'm just like, ah, you know, I was, I was a little nervous to get in there, but realistically looking back this, that move could have cost me my buck by not going up there. Cause here's the deal. Once November comes, you don't know where these bucks are going to be yeah. realistically, realistically, this buck, he was living up there he was living there and so the scenario on this on this, on this ridge is standing corn on a hillside and then the ridge runs from the, where the standing corn stops clear up to the top of the hill so this buck had basically he didn't even have to be seen in daylight if he didn't want to be seen i mean he could travel from his bed to that cornfield cross the road be on the neighbors in the neighbors timber and never be seen. I mean, realistically, unless you were in between where he was bedding in that cornfield, the dude never had to actually go out in the open. Never. I mean, unless he wanted to go out and feed in beans, realistically, there was standing corn on that farm. He could pretty much use that to travel anywhere he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he was. So I get up there. Like I said, I find all these rubs, uh, one big community scrape. So immediately now I'm like, okay, you, you don't need to go any further. Everything you wanted to find is right here, although I'm pissed because I know in late October, I know for a fact that buck and other bucks would have been traveling that, getting ready to start looking for does. I mean, I can only imagine what I would have seen up there as far as just buck movement late October. That last week, October, with that weather front we had, oh, I, I mean, dude, I wish I would have been in there, but so whatever. Whatever.
0: It's one of those put, things like shoulda woulda coulda type thing. Yeah, I, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, well it's it's something it's something that, that you know something that I've really sat back and thought about like, you know, that's something that I need to to learn from and, and I want people to kind of learn from too is I mean there's a fine line between like I said being too aggressive but too passive and it's like in October towards the end of October, I feel like you can push that line towards the aggressive side more, but I didn't do it because like I said, I was, I was still kind of a little bit tentative on what I wanted to do, but my gut was screaming, dude, that Ridge, that Ridge, that Ridge, but I was kind of holding back. I was kind of waiting for the rut to really start to kick in before I went up there. And honestly, that could have cost me this buck because he could have easily walked past a neighbor could have easily walked over the hill and walked past you know anybody and got shot i mean you mm-hmm. know like i said that farm is surrounded by by neighboring properties that were all hunting that buck i mean that buck was very after i killed him i realized how well known the buck was because i had dudes sending me pictures trail cam photos i had a guy send me a picture of the shed he picked up in the spring of him i mean th- no th- there shit
3: was,
4: oh yeah there was tenor. Th- i bet there was uh seven to ten guys specifically hunting that buck. That's crazy. That was the the only deer they wanted to kill. uh,
0: You know what's funny about that is I always think like every buck that I kill or whatever, I like analyze where I shot him and who could have seen him. I I was thinking about this. I was actually talking with my wife about it, my 10-pointer I shot a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Like I wonder how many people saw this buck in daylight. Cause yep. I, I guess would be like an old five and a half year old buck, just big old heavy, yep. rounded out neck, big blocky head, big blocky body. Yep. I'm like, how many people in this with this rack that he has now? How many people viewed him in daylight? Right? Absolutely. Do you think oh, it's, it's, it's under it's ten? Way more than that. Like I don't know. No one. Man, you'll never know.
4: I don't know. I mean, I, I talked to three guys. Um, as soon as I posted the picture, I had three guys call me immediately, and all three of them had two years. uh, yeah. I think it was, no, the the one guy had two years worth of pictures. The other two had a year's worth of pictures, but regardless, all three guys were hunting this buck. um, And all three neighboring properties were different. So they weren't owned by the same person. So, I mean, there was three different sets of, of guys that was hunting this buck. And it's funny. Every one of them had seen that buck the year before in November,
0: never, running through.
4: Just, just, uh, the one guy missed him, shot over his back at 48 or 50 yards. Um, another guy tried to get him to stop chasing a doe and couldn't. And then the other guy saw him three times last November, but never was able to get him close enough for a shot. So, the, so in November, that buck definitely was traveling. But what's funny about this is I said, each one of them I asked, hey, not trying to dig in, but did you ever see this buck in October? Did you ever see this buck in late season? Never. Besides November, there was not one daylight picture and not one daylight sighting of this buck so
2: in two years.
3: he living not one. on your
2: property.
4: Well, I think a combination of he was living on the backside of where I'm at and the, he knew to survive – he needed to stay put until it was dark. I mean, these guys had thousands of trail cam photos of this buck. I mean, it, you know, we're talking, like I said, the one guy, two years worth. I mean, all summer, crazy, all fall. But it was funny though, because like I said, you know, none of them had a picture and none of them were seeing this buck in daylight, and neither was I. I mean, I had one photo in the morning, right at first light, and later on in October of that buck on a scrape. One. So, I really think that buck had it figured out that outside of November, you just don't move until it's dark. I mean, I I think yeah. I think, I think he had a very I think he had a very 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 strict bed to feed feed to bed pattern, which is interesting because it just goes to show how smart these older bucks really are. I mean, yeah. outside of the rut, whenever that urge to breed makes them move, they have enough discipline and they know, look. Stay put. Stay put, absolutely. And I mean, and that's that's something that you got to keep in mind, you know, now.
2: Hey, Clint, I hate to cut you off, but I got to head to work, brother.
4: You've got to be kidding me. This yeah. is getting freaking, this is absolutely ridiculous. Every time I come on this goddamn podcast,
3: hey, brother, <laughs> okay,
4: <laughs> okay, hey, Clint, I hate to cut you off. You know what? Ed, why don't you call off work one night so you can actually enjoy some of this with me? You know what I mean?
3: Just <laughs> why, why
1: don't you actually come to the studio and then I will call and work. Ooh. Ooh for the special he came through the door he was just out in the other room he's like he's in the studio he's outside
2: <laughs> in his truck talking to us the whole time yeah
1: just drives yeah, away I come, I, I come barging
4: in with nothing on but a cowboy hat and a bushlight beer belt then what <laughs> <laughs> oh, I,
1: think I, the, I think i got think i got the uh, silo the long like, ass oh thick look can, a bushel right? hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right brother
4: Hey, take her easy. Good luck. Freaking kill one. Send me a picture, dude. I'm waiting on
2: it. I will. I will. Clint Casper just blessed you. you with this good luck.
4: Oh. I
1: got faith. Now? I got faith in you, man.
2: Oh, I hope it's luckier than Doug. Kill it, dog.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, whoa. All right, go kill
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric's making his grand exit.
1: Hey, you know what's uh, just to relate into this? It's cool that you got. Uh, oh,
0: let me let me plug something real quick. While he's walking out, Hing and Bang and Tripping to One Hundred and Fifty shirts will be shipping any day now. The rest of the week. So it's, it's, they're being shipped. Eric Scott has got a new ship station unit. Things will be being sent out. out. He's got a lot to send. (laughs) 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 We just viewed the first Trip of New 150 t shirt. It is badass. They look
3: dope.
1: Look. uh, Yeah, it's, it's cool that, you know, you're able to talk to your neighbors about this deer and they're showing you pictures. Um, That just happened to TJ Unger. Uh, There was a, uh, there was a big deer he was after. And uh, he posted on his Instagram that one of the neighbors had shot it. You know, it was during gun season, like first, like yep, yeah, first couple days, and that you know, it's just heartbreaking. But at least it's cool that you know he at least got to got to put his hands on this, on this deer. And I'm, I'm sure for those guys, they're at least you know a little bit. It's just like okay, now they they don't have to wonder anymore. I know we say this a lot, but yep. they don't have to wonder where that deer went.
0: Yeah, well, that's kind cool. Closure. 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 Yeah.
1: Now that's uh, that's nuts, but I guess it's nice to have uh, have good neighbors, you know. I just, I uh, the two properties I hunt. That's not really that's not really a good option. But you know, if it if it were, if I pick up a new property, I mean, I I, I don't I don't know how I'd want to go about that. You know, I, how do you go about that when you get a, get a new property? Like, do you, do you like reach out to the guys or? You know, you don't show them pictures right off the hand, right off the hand. Nah, no, do I mean, you I'll, I'll almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, you
4: know, I mean, I'll. be totally honest, um, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but man, I try to stay under the radar. I mean, I really do. Now, a couple years ago, a neighbor killed a, a giant. I was hunting. I was the first guy to come over to his place shake his hand dude I got pictures I'll send you congrats you know uh, I'm pumped that's a, that's a buck of a lifetime it was like 182 incher I mean you know but I'm gonna be honest with you I bust my ass to find big deer to try to kill big deer this might come off and rub people the wrong way but I ain't sharing my shit with nobody <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean I'm just gonna be flat out honest with you like I'll be the first to help you track. I'll be the first to, if you call me and say, hey, man, I, sh- my, I shot a buck. It ran on your property. Can I go? Yeah, man, let me get my light. I'll come help you. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm totally cool with that. But I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, I hey, I fly under the radar, and <laughs>
3: a lot of guys
4: that hunt around me do the same. But like like I said, it, you know. But I'll be the first to walk out and be like, dude, that is a slammer. I got three years of sheds. I got pictures. I'll show them all to you. I mean, you know, you want me to come take pictures for you? Like whatever, like that's a giant. But no, man, I mean, you know, and not because, like I said, not because I don't want someone, I mean, you know, it's not even like the greed factor of, oh, I don't want neighbor John to kill my buck. But it's just like, it's hard to share that info when you don't know really if someone else is actually doing what you're doing, or if they're just basically trying to pry you for information.
1: Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't trust anyone like, when I tell. When, when it comes to my hunting ground, I tell people oh, nothing. Yeah.
3: Yep.
4: Oh no, I mean, I'll yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to first to admit. I mean, when it comes to where I'm finding sheds, where I'm getting pictures, even I, I mean, I'll just flat out say it on air. I don't tell anybody what farm or what area I kill my deer on. It's Carroll County. Where'd you kill your buck at this year, Clint? Carroll County. Hey, where'd you kill your buck at? Ohio. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, the woods. in the woods. I mean, honestly, Somebody's and property. honestly this, is, this is no shit. I just had a guy stopped in at our work. Uh, he's a retired guy. Used to work at the county highway department. Clint, he goes, dude, he goes, so-and-so Send me a picture of a buck. Oh my god, what a freaking giant. He's like, where'd you kill that buck? I said, in the county. He goes, no, seriously. I said, in the county. This dude was pissed when he walked away from that conversation. He was pissed, <laughs> and some people, and some people would say, ah, Clint, that's a dick move. Ah, Clint.
0: No, nah, man. But, Fuck, but no.
4: in in today's world, in today's world, and this goes for if you've found the secret ingredient to bodybuilding, if you found the, uh, a great farm to turkey hunt, if you found an awesome spot to shed hunt, there is someone out there that wants to ride your coattails and take it from you. I'm sorry. I'm an optimistic guy. I'm always positive. I hate to be negative. But in today's world, if someone can find a shortcut to success, they will do it. Agreed. That's just, that, and, and like I said – I'm not trying to be negative, but I work in plain words too fucking hard to get what I've got and to be where I'm at, to allow someone to like come in and Hey, farmer John, I'll give you a thousand bucks, but Clint can't hunt here. I'll pay you a grand every year, but he can't hunt here. Or Hey, I'm going to lease these three farms that surrounds Clint's farm. And I'm going to hunt the the lines and I'm going to, I mean, I just, you know, and honestly, sad story, I've had that shit happen. I've had, mm. I've had, I've had a best friend, a, a, a guy that I've called legit a best friend go behind me and try to lease a farm out from under me that I've hunted since I was a little kid. All, all because he went three years and did not kill a buck and I went two out of three on that farm and shot good ones. And instead of being happy for me, it was like a you know what? A jealousy. I'm going to I'm I'm just going to take this farm over because on that farm I was not allowed to bring anybody. I had permission for myself and that was it. That was that was the stipulations. You, your dad, your brother, that's fine. Nobody else. I don't want you bringing a friend, I don't want you bringing a girlfriend. That's it it is you and your dad and brother, that's it. And that was the rules. That just that's just how it was. I didn't make the rules. But that that was his, you know, that was the farmer's rules. Literally, the next spring, he calls me up. He goes, I just want to let you know, your buddy so-and-so called and just offered me $1,300 to lease this farm out. He goes, now, now, I'm not going to do it, but I just want to let you know, this so-called best friend of yours is not your best friend. I said, thank you very much for that information, and from that point on, we'll just say that was the end of that.
0: No one ever saw that guy again. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever saw that guy again. <laughs> kill big whitetails. You can kill
2: people.
1: <laughs> yeah. he probably, you know what happened? He probably moved to Indiana and then moved to Illinois. We know a guy like that around here. People are a lot easier to
2: pattern. Rumor.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude, you but. throw a case of bush light out, there's people coming to it right away. Yeah. <laughs> You put a whole bushel out. People are gonna flock uh, to fight. it. Oh yeah. Yep. Let's talk yep. about. Let's go back to the shot on this buck, Clint. Like, let's just start at like where you got on, like this the the night you were on stand when this buck came yep. in. Just start it from right there.
4: Yep. So I hang the stand on the fourth, and um, I need to have a like I said. I, I got that ridge running, you know, east and west, and the secondary ridge is running north and south. I'm figuring on a lot of deer are bedding to my east and west, so I need a wind that's that's going to kind of quarter that. So I'm looking for a north or south wind, preferably uh, north or northeast would be great. November seventh, I, I will add. On November sixth, I turned thirty, so a day after my thirtieth mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah, woo-hoo. so a day after my thirtieth birthday, I've got a north wind. I said okay. After work. I'm jumping in for the very first time. Now, my vacation, I was going to be off work from that day, the 7th, up until probably the 20th. So my plan was go into this tree for an evening hunt, get all your hangers set, get all your yardages figured out. If you need to clip anything, basically get this spot completely ready for probably what's going to be a lot of all-day sits coming up. Cause it was a perfect all day funnel. It was a spot that I knew was going to be good all throughout the rut. So my plan was to go in and like I said, you know, pretty much just kind of see what was going to happen, get things ready. And then I was going to probably hunt that for the next couple of days, dark till dark. I get to my spot at, it was about three forty, where I park, I get out, got my scent crusher bag out. I'm getting fricking all my shit on. I get all dressed, I start walking, and the way I got to go into this tree, I got to walk out along the edge of a bean field, and then I I walk up a waterway that goes in between two corn fields, I cut down about 20 rows of of corn, and uh, not that I physically cut down, but I mean, I'm going to walk down about 20 20 rows in, clear to the end of the field, and that's where my spur ridge starts, I jump on the spur ridge, go up about 80 yards, I'm in my tree, so that's... Basically, I'm staying undetected, going in, going out, which is absolutely perfect to get into this because of standing corn. You know, that that, that kind of made this spot as good it, – it made a good spot great because you could get in and get out without being seen, without being in the open, without blowing out deer. So I leave my truck, and immediately I start catching – out in front of me, there's these tracks. I mean, gigantic hoof prints of a buck that's running. And I mean, this has just taken place. The dirt – Is kicked. I mean, it is so fresh. I'm like, this just happened. I go about 100 yards, and I'm like, here's some doe tracks. So I'm like, okay, this is a buck. This is a buck, looks like a big buck, chasing a doe. I walk another 50 yards. I get right to the corner of this bean field where I'm going to hang a right and go up into this waterway. I happen to look down over this steep high wall to my left, and down below me is a crick, and, dude, here is, I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's in line. All I see is giant buck down below me, looking right at me. But he's he's his body's facing away. He's quartering away hard, but he's cocked back, looking at me. I'm like so immediately, I grab my rangefinder, 52 yards. I knock an arrow. I get back to full draw. I mean, I, I'm like, hey, you want to stand there and, and watch me kill you at 52 yards? <laughs> be my be my fucking guest. Like, <laughs> I'm back at full draw, getting. I, I am literally bringing my bringing my pin down to get nestled in, and two does directly below me that I never saw. They, uh, oh, I should say a doe, a doe and a yearling. They bust out. He follows. I let down. I'm like, shit. So I watch this buck chase these does completely directly away from me. And the way he's going, I'm like, you know, I'm like, that buck is wrapping right around in towards the backside of that funnel. So now as I'm, 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 I'm now I'm continuing on walking to my tree, but as I'm walking to my tree, I'm like, I don't know what deer that was. But all I know is he was a freaking giant, and I'm like, he had big freaking beams, white. I'm like, that could have been the inline buck. I'm like, but regardless, the way he's heading, I'm like, hell, he might wrap right back around before this evening's over. I don't know, you know, but that doe had a yearling with her. So in my head, I'm thinking,
3: yeah, she son,
4: she wasn't, you know, she wasn't in heat yet, so I'm like, all right, so whatever, you know. I get in my tree a little after 4 o'clock. I get up there, I'm getting all my hooks arranged, I'm getting my, you know, all my shit set up. About 4.15, I've got a, 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 I would say I'm pretty well ready to go. I've I've been checking ranges, you know, first time in the tree. I sit down, I'm kind of getting relaxed, you know, whatever. About 4.30, a little buck comes right up the spur, right up that spur frickin' ridge. I mean, just absolutely perfect, exactly what I want a a big buck to do. So I'm like, all right, you know, if that's what deer are going to do here, this is perfect. He walks right by 20 yards. I'm like, man, this is what I want every buck to do. At about 455, I look up to my left. I had just got done sending an email, put my phone in my pocket. I look up, I'm sitting down, I look up and out in front of me, all I see is giant, mass, big long beams, head down and a ton of points and this buck is on a beeline right to me coming right up the spur ridge. At this point, I still don't know. I don't know what buck it is, but it's immediate shooter. I mean, for sure, sure, it's a freaking giant. I'm like, I don't give a shit what deer it is. It's a giant.
2: (laughs) A no-brainer.
4: It's a no-brainer. It's it's one of them bucks (laughs) you're like, Oh shit, get your bow now.
0: That's easy.
3: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's oh, the yeah, one exactly. you always want.
4: And, yeah, exactly. So I grab my bow. And mind you, I've only sat in this tree now for about the grand total of 45 minutes. I've had one deer come through. So I'm anticipating this buck is going to come right up the spur ridge, walk by at 20 yards. The wind is in my face. I mean, slam dunk. <laughs> He comes up, he's coming right at me. I'm I'm clicking him with my rangefinder. Clicking him. He's 57, he's 48, he's freaking 44, he's 37. He hits 33 yards and stops. He looks around, continues on. He hits 22 or 23 yards now. I mean, he is in the wheelhouse, coming but he's coming to my tree and I'm like, shit. Now I'm starting to panic cuz I'm like, <laughs> okay, too close.
1: Yeah, too close. Like, You're too turn, close, do, man. You're too close, too, man.
4: <laughs> you know, turn, turn, do something like, you know. Uh, all of a sudden, he immediately turns and starts to head. He does like a 180 and starts heading towards the corn. I don't know if a doe had went through there earlier, and he caught wind of her, and or, 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 or caught her scent, and that's what turned him, but he immediately turns. Now he's going through all these dappling. I get back a full draw. And I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I've only been in this tree 45 minutes. I've only had one deer come by. So I don't know exactly how deer are using this funnel per se. So now I'm trying to scramble like, okay, where's the hole? Where's the hole? Where's the hole? I find this hole. It's probably, I don't know, maybe two foot by two foot, plenty big enough. I'm like, okay, when he hits that back at full draw, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to grunt at him and get him to stop. And he should be about 25 yards. That, that's, you know, that's that's where I'm guessing. Comes in. <clears throat> I give him the old-fashioned, eh, I'm back at full <laughs> draw. He takes two more steps. He stops. He's not looking at me. But, he you know, he immediately slams the brakes on, and I'm like, okay. It's now or never. He's, I've got a maple tree running up his front leg and I got a maple tree back by where his hip is. So the middle of his body is wide open. I'm like, okay, I'm centering this pin. I'm shooting. I'm freaking, I'm I'm drilling this deer center of body. That's, I mean, that's just, that's, that's where it's, that's where it's at. Shoot blows right through him, sticks down on the ground. He scampers off about, I don't know, 25, 30 yards. And just slowly starts, you know, slowly starts walking. So I'm like, okay, I know I'm back towards, you know, probably going to be in, you know, liver guts. Honestly, probably, I, I would have liked to have been a little more forward and got in lungs. But realistically, it just happened and that, that's where it was. It was middle of body. You know, that's that's, that's just where it ended up being.
2: It is what it is.
3: So I, yep.
4: It is what it is. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, he's hurt. He's heading straight downhill. He slowly walks away. I'm like, all right. I'm like, you hate to do it. But at this point right now, on this freaking episode, I want to stress this so hard. With today's freaking arrows, today's broadheads, today's bows, you hit a deer in the middle of the body and you let them go overnight and do not push them. Unless unless you hit high in the no bow zone, below the spine and and and, and above what would be lungs, guts, liver, the deer will be dead, hundred percent of the time. But you cannot push him Do not chance <clears throat> him If that deer's dead at nine o'clock at night, he'll be just as dead tomorrow morning at seven thirty.
0: That's that's <laughs> the biggest statement right there, man.
4: And I mean, dude, you. I mean, like I said, is that the shot I wanted? No, I wanted that deer to stop a foot, two foot sooner than he did and smoke him double lung. But, but you know, I hear people all the time. I held right tight to that shoulder. Listen, stop holding tight to the shoulder because if you shoot a buck or a deer in general in the guts with today's equipment and you let him go, he will bed down within 200 yards and be dead the next day. If you hit that same buck in the shoulder you are in trouble. Yeah. I know. I know everybody and their brother wants to tell me, oh, with my arrow set up, I'll blow right through a deer's shoulder. Stop. No, you won't. You, <laughs> might, you, might, you might get through the very front edge. You might get through the back edge. You hit a buck. Any of us right now that are talking on this podcast, you if any of us hit a buck directly square in the shoulder, nine times out of ten, I hate to break the news to everyone, but we are fucked.
0: Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yep, you fucked. Dude, I've heard so many people, yeah, Clint, and I'm not going to say names, a lot of people say you're better off hitting the middle of a deer for a fatal shot than hitting, like you said, tied to the shoulder.
3: Oh, like, absolutely. Hey, I've heard a lot absolutely. of guys
0: say aim for the middle.
3: Yes. Absolutely. And, and you know,
4: there there's going to be people that are going to, uh, and I know there's going to be people that's going to listen to this podcast And are going to say, so he took an unethical shot. No, absolutely not. Because I know that that is a lethal shot. Now, yes, I would love to heart shoot every deer or double lung every buck and they live for 10 seconds. They run downhill and within 10 seconds, they're dead. But I'm just going to break the news to everybody. That's not real world scenarios. And that's not what happens every time. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing that that we were just touching on all of us you hit a deer in the shoulder i'm sorry but nine times out of ten you're in trouble i mean is there a chance you could potentially get through one side and bust the heart or bust into those lungs to where it does sever enough to kill him absolutely but your odds are not in your favor i mean now I also don't want people to think that I'm saying go out and gut shoot every deer or go out and try to liver shoot every deer cuz I'm not saying that either. But I'm being real. This shot was a little back. It was a little further back than I would want, but you know what? Hey, it is what it is. And I'm here to tell people the the you know, the truth. You gut shoot a buck and you let him go overnight. That deer will be dead and you will find it. But if you jump that deer and push him, number one, there is, there is you know, the next day, whenever I went in, within 150 yards of where I shot him, he was stone cold dead. There was very little blood because you've got both holes. You know, I ended up shooting that buck. It went in liver, came out guts, but I had guts plugging up both holes from the way, you know, it it, it went in liver and the, in the front of the guts and Mm. came out slightly back. Both those holes were plugged full of intestine guts. I mean, I know it's not pretty and I know it's not the way that, you know, everybody wants the double lung one. It runs, you know, it, it spews blood everywhere. Your crazy blood trail. I get that. I get that. I get that. That's, that's all what we want. But like I said, I'm real world. This is real world. That's not going to happen every time. And in my scenario, hey, if you want to hold super tight to that freaking tree and try to double lung that deer, go for it. I'm not doing that. I mean, I- I'm, you know, I'm not holding one inch off a maple tree and trying to thread the needle at 27 hoping that I don't hit the maple tree. Yeah. I'm just, you know, right. I'm just, that's just not, you know, to me, that's just not what I'm going to do. And, you know, like I said, I want people to – understand that if you gut shoot a deer or you hit a deer back that deer is going to be dead 100% of the time there is no there is no animal that can live with a hole through its intestines or its guts especially when you get two holes no animal on this planet will live through that i'll guarantee it not gonna live through that
0: i think a lot of people don't think that through because they shoot that deer and then within uh two hours they go look for it exactly and then they're like oh i jumped him." well yeah you did and then what they'll do is if they go look in the morning they'll find that deer not far from where you jumped him, dead and if they're lucky yeah if they're lucky um but yeah if you let a deer go like my theory is if you find a deer's bed um if you hit him what could be a fatal shot if you track him find his bed and then you back out. If you go back in, you'll find him dead not far from that first bed because oh, if he's feeling that sick that he bedded and, and yep. you didn't push him hard, he's going to bed back down yep. within a reasonable distance to where you can find him again. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, I, and that's and the nightmares. Like I love getting calls for blood trails. I got one yesterday, actually. And uh, I just love to analyze them and try to apply yep. Like I try to go on every blood trail I can. That's like the number one thing I preach. Like If you can go on a blood trail, go on it. Absolutely. uh, It's one of those uh I had a buddy tell a story about how he tracked this deer he shot and he went three hundred yards, but the deer hadn't bedded down yet, but he bled pretty good. And he went back the next day and never found it. I'm like, man, if he didn't bed with that and he gave him enough time, I'm like, I gotta think you hit him forward. If he bled, they will bleed good on a forward hit, but they don't have that sick feeling or to bed down. They're just bleeding. Yep. yep. Um, do you find that same thing, Clint, like with a forward hit?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that, like I said, are, are going to be like, you know, they might take this wrong. But I, I would rather – I will take my chances and recover 100% of my deer that I hit from the back pocket of the hip up to the liver – Any day over a deer that I hit in front of the shoulder or on the shoulder because both of those spots, unless you get lucky and one of two things happens, you sever some main arteries that absolutely do not clog and they bleed out, number one, or your arrow goes in, ricochets, hits something, and actually does get into the lungs, or if you do punch through a part of the shoulder and get into the lungs – But like I said, you're relying on two things that absolutely have to happen in order to kill that buck. If I shoot every deer for the rest of my life in the guts and I let them go overnight, I will guarantee you every one of those deer will be dead. Every one. Guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, and that, that, that frontal shot, you've got a lot of veins and arteries and you got muscle, you got a lot of blood pumping through that up towards that brisket, you know, up towards the bottom of the throat. But if you don't hit the right stuff in that spot, that deer will not die or he will go so far either off your property or just continue to, to go for, could be days till he finally bleeds out. And it's like, man, that is just not the scenario that you want. I mean, right. you know, that's just that's just not the scenario. But
0: uh, but isn't isn't it funny though? Like, even if you think about like, if you hit a deer in the guts or the liver, it's gonna die. But what oh, yeah. you always do, and the same thing you did, the same thing I did in my last buck I shot, you all,
4: you always question it. You question
0: it. You question it, and you call oh, yeah. a buddy, or yeah. you call oh, someone yeah. that you knew. or you call like three or four friends, like, hey, man, this yeah. what happened? What do you think? Absolutely,
4: like, absolutely.
0: The
1: reassurance. Just
4: yeah. Just cause the reassurance thing. And, and that's why, you know, I called you after I shot that buck. Um, what, when I drew back on that deer and I settled my pin, I mean, it was a hundred percent, honestly, uh, you know, I shot uh, three or four turkeys with my bow. I shot that antelope. That shot felt as good, if not better than any shot I've put on an animal this year, I hit exactly where I wanted. Um, you know, I I knew in my head it, I was going to have to be a touchback. I was fine with that. I'm confident in myself, confident in my equipment. But it's always nice when you crawl out to call a buddy, like you said, and be like, hey, man, this is what I did. Found my arrow. This is what happened. This is what the deer did. What do you think? It's just, it's just like you just – you know it's good, but you just want to hear someone say that, and, it, yeah. and, it, and it, it's just nice to have that. But, like, for yeah. me – I watched that arrow zip through him. I, I saw him react. You know, he was slowly walking away, head down. I thought I was going to be able to get another arrow into into him, um, but he took a different trail, and I wasn't. I thought right around the 60-yard mark I was going to be able to sneak another one in him, um, but he ended up taking a different trail straight down away from me, and I just never had anything to shoot at. But uh, so found my arrow, exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, I mean, I, I knew I hit – liver, knew I was in lungs. Um, immediately, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sit here for 20, 30 minutes, let him get completely as far away from me as possible until I can't see him anymore, quietly climb down, get my arrow, get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's going to be a long night, but going to come back in the freaking morning and uh brought my dad and Danielle and two of my close buddies. And uh yeah, dude, found him within 150 yards in the freaking party was on crack the bush lights let's let's freaking get
1: rowdy you know, at but. seven in the morning at a boy at a boy seven in the morning <laughs> seriously no hold on when, when you found that dude you really crack a beer absolutely Atta
2: boy. <laughs>
1: absolutely <laughs> a is that even a question i, I like how he sounded confused He's like, uh, I yeah. mean,
4: well it was it was funny because uh i'm the one that actually found him we we got to a point where we were like Ah, did he go left did he go right and he cut back up this creek and everybody went left and right i was like okay i'm gonna walk his creek back up and i start walking and all i see up ahead is just his left side sticking up over this log so i i pull my binoculars up and i see it and like my buddies like they, they still are laughing about this and it's been almost two weeks since i killed it but like they're like dude we were 200 yards from you and they're like you were fucking freaking out like we were right beside you. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even know what all I said, but they're just like, dude, all we heard were basically cuss words, and he's a fucking giant, and get over here now, he's dead, and just a bunch more cuss words. And I mean, it, it is – I mean, you know.
3: <laughs> awesome, but, dude.
4: Yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, that, that buck, I mean – I try to always take away – and usually it's a couple of days after I kill one that I really sit down and, like, analyze. And, like, I always try to, like, say, okay, what did I learn from that buck or what could I have done different? What what could possibly I have done to maybe, like, have, you know, um, altered the situation or what did the buck teach me? And, I mean, honestly, like, that, that deer is a prime example of – how smart and how tight of a pattern these big bucks will run when they're being pressured. I mean, I may as well have been hunting public ground because like I said, there was multiple people on both sides of the road trying to kill this buck. Um, And based off of their trail cam pictures and their sightings and what I was seeing, this deer had us just as figured out as what we had him. I mean, he knew, (laughs) he knew what he had to do. I mean, um that that deer I honestly think in late October on that spur ridge I I really think that deer was living super close to that. I honestly think that buck is the buck I saw walking in. I think he made a I think he ran those does, realized they weren't in heat, made a gigantic circle and was going to loop right back into the same bottom. I really, I really honestly swear to God, I think I that was the buck I drew back on at 52 yards walking in. And then an hour and 15 minutes later, he ended up in my lap. Um, just goes to show you the power of a, of a really good travel corridor and funnel in, you know, in, in that November time. I mean, uh-huh. it's just – that's a spot that a lot of deer are going to use year-round. But in the rut, man, those bucks, I mean, they just – they know they can travel and cover ground – using those you know, those saddles and those funnels. And I mean, I I preach that to guys so much. I mean, I people call me crazy, but I will take a funnel over a bedding area any day and for the simple fact of once those does are bred and all the bucks know it, that bedding area now is worthless and none of us are going to know that. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to know if all the does in this thicket are in heat or not, but I can... Damn well guarantee you that funnel, that spur ridge uh, running off that main ridge, that is a funnel that's used year round, and you bet your sweet asses in November more <laughs> than just more than just my buck was gonna use that. He was not the only big deer in the area gonna use that ridge. Guaranteed.
3: Right.
0: Yeah, it makes per- it makes perfect sense when you break it down that way. Yeah. And I think and a I lot think- of guys overlook shit like that because yep. They, they just – it's a lot of times when you yeah. hunt a property, uh, one of the properties I hunt, I've only hunted a couple of years, it takes you a little bit to, like, wake up to what's there. Like, oh, shit, this is right in front of me, and there it is. Oh, yeah. Like, I yep. get – that's a natural terrain feature. Deer have to move this yeah. way. Yep. It's, it's – uh I think people just don't really break things down as far as, like, the simple things. Like, a creek really – can control how a deer move through a property.
3: Oh, yeah, for a, sure. a ravine
0: is a big deal, and I think people just think like, "Oh, I just hunt this ravine." It's like, man, if you really break that ravine down, you could really up your success if you broke it down in the proper ways to to get in there. And yeah. that, whether you're morning hunting or afternoon hunting or midday hunting, um, you know. And some people's property don't allow for that, but you got to break it down the way you can. Yeah. Um, but it was just awesome, man. Because when you called me. About that buck, and you ran through me the scenario. I'm like, "Well, that deer's dead." You're like, yeah, I got to wait overnight. And you're like, "Dude, he was, he's a giant, points everywhere, big boy." And uh, the whole next day, I was waiting for a text because <laughs> you're an hour ahead of us in Ohio. Yeah. And I'm like, "Come on, he's got to be out there looking for that fucking thing right now." I was with Cam- I work with Cameron for yeah. people who don't know, or our our podcast intern. Um, I'm like, dude, Clint's got to be looking for that buck right now. Like, he, uh-huh. I haven't got a text from him. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And uh, you text me like, head it out now. And then, I don't know, 45 minutes later, you're like, got him. You sent me that picture. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> it's a giant. You sent me a picture of the buck just laying down, like, you know, just dead on the ground. Yeah. Not him. Not the hero photo of him holding it. And I'm like, that's a giant, dude. What he go? What was the score? He had
4: uh, he had 19 points, but he had four broke. Jesus. So with just um, with just those 15, I scored him once, and I got one. like 173 and some change. My buddy scored him once and got like 172 and some change. So he's right around that, like 172, 174. You know, right in there. Um, I'm, I've, I've I've tried to judge off of pictures. Didn't we
0: go think- 180s though? Gross
4: well no that was that that was gross with those points missing now oh, with the five, oh. with the with the four points broken <laughs> it's hard to tell because a lot of my pictures you you can't tell exactly one of those points was a solid five or six inch point i mean if i had to guess that deer was mid to high 80s with all of his points
0: it's a giant dude he's I mean, a giant I anyway broken yeah. points or not it's yeah a giant.
4: oh yeah for sure yeah i mean like i said i You know, you guys know. I mean, I like to score for fun, but I don't. I don't. You know, I don't base.
0: That's up there. Push. What was uh extra? Your buck. Your big one. Um, Your big big one. I should say. He
4: he was one ninety one gross. Then I got I got another one that's one seventy four. And then I got a one sixty three. And then this, you know, inline's, you know, he's 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 right in there. Right, he's right in there. Either my (laughs) second or third biggest. So I mean, you know, it was. But like I said, I mean, all those. All those bucks, dude. Score wise, man. I'll be honest with you. My favorite buck right now, favorite buck I've ever killed right now, big six from last year. Because <clears throat> that hog sucker, in plain words, made me hunt him 97 days till I killed him. I mean, you know, <laughs> still to this day, uh, that that deer is a 130-inch buck, but he's my favorite buck because I mean, I just I had to literally devote every day to killing that buck and i mean it was just it was just fun to chase him i mean it was just you know and, so- I, and i've got 12 bucks that are gonna score bigger than him but it's just <laughs> like i said man score i like scoring it's fun and all that but man it just that's that does not get me going as much as like other shit does
1: how many right. how many rolls of trophy tape do you think it would take to cover all uh, all the bucks that you've shot <laughs> Just an well, the estimate. The first, the, first
4: time, the first time that Kurt comes over, we're going to get him out. I got, well, uh, with that buck, that'll be my 15th or 16th buck mounted. So we're gonna, we're definitely going to need a couple rolls, but we're going to figure it out once Kurt comes over. We're going to get it. We're, we're going to tape them all. I'm hey. going to watch. Tape, Kurt's, Kurt's going to show me how to tape them all.
1: Hey, hopefully you uh you catch those uh, Black Friday deals on uh, trophy tape, you know, a dollar a tape roll. What's up?
3: Absolutely, yeah. that's what I need. <laughs> save your
1: fucking money. <laughs> How you, save your money.
0: Clint, let's give a few tips to guys on now since it's the Thanksgiving special. We'll go from Thanksgiving and on. What are some a few things if you had to if you had to name off like top two things that guys should be focusing on from Thanksgiving Day? We'll go Black Friday and on. Um, yeah, things change from Black Friday and on. We'll go Black Friday through like mid December before it gets like real, real late season. Uh, What what are two things in your opinion that guys should focus on to fill a buck tag?
4: I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I've, I mean, I've went on air saying this before. I love early and late better. I've killed more um, in those phases than the rut. Now, if I'm talking about the rut just in general, my favorite phase Honestly, is right now. The that that post rut where you still got Bucks out searching for that last final doe.
1: <laughs> last
3: call. Um,
4: <laughs> last call, dude. I'll be honest with you. I absolutely
3: I, <laughs> I love. yeah.
4: I love to hunt this phase this next eight to ten days. I honestly would have to say I've seen more giants around Thanksgiving give or take a few days of either side. I mean and, and when I mean I'm talking like the biggest bucks I've seen in November. I've seen more of those caliber deer during the next few days, give or take Thanksgiving, like each side of Thanksgiving. And I honestly think it's because those bucks know times running short. They only get to breed once a year. They want to find that last hot dough. I mean, right now I would not give up on, you know, um, you're you're you know everyone knows i'm a big structured guy so your funnels and your saddles you're still gonna have bucks moving all day long trying to find that last hot doe if you can lock in on a group of does that right now have kicked yearlings out or just a doe that's kicked a yearling out and you've seen her bed down you've watched bucks chase her dude i'd be locked into that area for a couple days just just hoping that she leads one past you Obviously, food's going to start to be a factor because now you got all these deer that's been running around, burning calories, losing weight. So food's going to start to be a, a huge key ingredient here over the next couple weeks for sure with bucks and does both trying to rebuild and, and get ready for winter and all that. But um, a couple things that, in my opinion, I would really stray away from – I know there's guys out there that love calling and love scents and that's great. Everyone knows how I feel. I don't use either of them, but I would, I would forget all that right now. I mean, you've had every Tom, Dick and Harry in the woods, blowing on grunt tubes, rattle bags, using scent. I I would forget that. Um, I think you are doing way more harm than good um, when it comes to that stuff. So I would go back to either structure and food and, and try to key in on, you know, maybe what what food sources are, are going to be hot right now. If you've got some standing crops or if you've got a food plot that you planted specifically for late, start checking that out. Start keen in on that. But, man, I'm telling you, I love to still hunt all day right now. I mean, I have spent many of November's going down to our gun season always starts the Monday after Thanksgiving, so usually around, like, the 27th, 28th. Man, I can't tell you how many years I have hunted all day since clear up until that day. I mean, and, and continued to see good running activity all up until gun season. I mean, just you know, I'm a I'm a firm believer in that Thanksgiving period. I mean, I, man, I, I I just do. I love that time. I think you've got bucks that are legit trying to find that last hot doe, and and they know it. They know it's winding down.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, would agree. I, I would said agree. that today. I mean, Cameron were riding around. I'm like, oh, that yep. buck. Look at him, looking for some poon. Oh yeah. God, we're running out of time. <laughs> uh-huh. We're running out of time, ladies. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. Anybody? Yeah, it please, is that last call. Please. It's like, dude, it's like those
1: those bucks get so desperate. Like yearling eh? Worth the worth the jail time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you
4: know, and and something else that I I think guys need to look at too is I think there's a lot of guys out there that literally the minute the rut's over they're mentally fucked like they yeah. base everything off of november like listen for all you guys out there that right now are ready to pound your head with a ball bat because you haven't killed your buck yet
1: relax yeah relax you want to know what Mental- the- I, I-, I like the- let
0: L- L- make his point on late season because you're about to shit on it no
1: i'm not i'm gonna make <laughs> hey, a good point okay because uh my birthday is november 21st uh same mm-hmm. day as ken griffey jr you know superstars <laughs> And I remember David Lindsay one time uh at, like I, I it got brought up somehow and he goes, "Hey, have you ever killed a birthday buck?" Just knowing when David Lindsay knows de- that deep in the season that you could still kill bucks, he even thought I might be able to do it. That's to let you know that bucks can still move this late in the season, really. Oh, good. dude. I'm just saying it- if David Lindsay asked me, he 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 knows something I don't know. I'm just saying. Terrible.
3: Oh, and and nah. you know, but, come on, that's so, an okay
0: point. David Lindsay's a legend, but
1: he is yeah. oh for sure. Maybe and he's I just mean, being polite. You know, the, <laughs> maybe he's just being polite. Yeah, he was
0: like, "Man, you're a pretty big buck killer. You're a one on your birthday." <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is like this dumbass thing, Never killed shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I I think guys. I think guys mentally take themselves out of the game from this point on, and there's no reason to because, in my opinion, here's here's the deal. Okay, you didn't kill your buck in November. All right. You didn't kill your buck in early season. All right. Here's what you got coming, though, and, and this is something that always got me excited. Like, don't get me wrong. The rut's great because you don't know what's going to happen. The rut also over the years, and my friends will attest to this, has made me literally fucking lose weight, lose sleep, pull my hair out, and I mean, almost go on suicide watch because you don't know what's (laughs) going to happen. You can't pattern anything. You're about to go into a phase where they have to eat, period. You are going to be able to now go back to figuring out what deer are doing on patterns and start to hunt a a strict – you know, bed to feed, feed to bed mm-hmm. pattern. That is something that's in your favor. The rut, realistically, for a hunter. What is your percent chance in November of picking the right tree on the right day in the right time when the right buck is going to run a doe past you? Do you mm-hmm. tell me what your your percentage? I mean, if you really stop and think about it, your percentage is as low as it possibly can get. For all that luck to align, for all those stars to align, late season, let's say it's a frickin' a bean field that lays wet and a farmer can't get to, they're still standing. It's a corn field that was just picked a week ago and all the deer in it right now. It's a, it's some, it's some oak trees that are dropping acorns late that all the deer are now to, dude, you've got all that stuff pattern wise in your favor. I mean, you're going to have deer congregating there on patterns. Your chances are skyrocketing when it comes to that. I mean, you're you're you you are now not just relying on luck to have a buck run by you. Now you've got legit hardcore evidence of food or maybe it's maybe your property's got a ton of cover on it and the food's on your neighbors, but you're in the middle. Oh my god, dude, you're sitting on a golden ticket like You've got to mentally keep yourself in check and, and start finding the positives in this later season phase. And and the main positive is you're gonna have bucks go back on some patterns. It's not just gonna be this sporadic here one day gone for the next two weeks type of shit. You find a buck that's on a pattern right now, and you figure out a good win, dude, you can go in and kill him. I mean it's and and you talk to you know I mean, obviously the Lindsays are freaking legends, but you talk to them guys, Drurys, Lakowski's. Look at how many giants they kill after the rut every single mm-hmm. year. I mean, dude, look at I mean, look at the giants that are killed every year after November. I mean, it's you know, Ross. don't. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I mean. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. you know, last, last year, what? Me, Ross, and didn't Chandler kill a big one in late season? Didn't all three of us kill late?
0: I think Chandler's, uh... Well, it in December. Year?
1: Yeah, Ross. was December it. in two years in a row?
4: Mine was January 13th. Yeah. Ross was in December. I, I remember he was in in around Christmas or something. But, you know, but regardless, my point is, is do not mentally check yourself out. The season, and here's the other thing, the season is literally at this point only half or a little more than half over. Like, don't mentally kick yourself out of the ball game in the bottom of the fifth inning. I mean, you know, it's not like it's you know you're in the third quarter now with two minutes left, and then it's the four. I mean, there's still a lot of hunting to be done. You well,
1: know, in little we, league, it's the it's the eighth inning.
3: <laughs> yeah, in little league.
1: But this is a big league, Go to hell, son. Steve.
3: It's a big league. That's what go, I'm saying. I mean, head. you know.
0: Eat shit.
4: Just don't, <laughs> don't mentally check yourself out. I think a lot of guys. That's a great pan- tip, dude. That's
0: a I think great a, lot of guys,
4: a lot of guys panic yeah. when the rut is gone because they are relying on luck. But, dude, you know, take take a step back. Take a couple days off if you have to. Go re- readjust some cameras. Go check out. Go Just go drive around one night right before dark. Do some glassing. Look and see, okay, this field right here, standing beans, there's 37 deer in it. Chances are there's probably going to be a big buck there at some point in time here soon, replenishing himself. I need to get a camera up here. Run a camera, see what's going on, or glass that field a few nights a week. Find yourself a buck to hunt, and you're right back in the game. But so many guys panic and absolutely just lose their shit because november turns into december whereas me i'm the opposite i'm like hey that was fun sitting dark till dark 27 days and losing
3: 10 pounds
4: and being and being on suicide watch all month but guess what i'm gonna go back to patterns now and i'm gonna go back to like hardcore legit evidence that i can justify why i'm hunting here every <laughs> hey. night
0: <laughs> evening that's hunts baby sleeping in yeah exactly <laughs>
4: that's what i'm
3: gonna do
0: like you know well, i think that late season tip like don't burn yourself out like th- things can get easier now is a great tip but to keep people online. i think it's a good positive mojo um because i know what it's like to hunt hard all november and and mid-october to end of november and come up with nothing uh several years in a row
1: you're kill the buck in december
0: Whoa! Uh, uh, no, I haven't. I don't Damn. think. Damn, I need
1: to go to Ohio.
0: I kill the earliest I've killed like a like I've killed bucks like opening day. The biggest buck I've but you remember I've never I don't really have late season food sources usually. I'm mm. um, hunting like big timber, but they can still be killed. My dad killed one January tenth.
1: Yep. Shit,
0: you know it can be done. But a lot of it early in my earlier days is I'm getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not yep. hunting as hard. I'm not hunting yeah. like I would in December as like I would October, November. The You know, the earliest I've ever killed a mature buck is November 17th. I've killed bucks opening day, but not like big mature bucks. What's the
1: latest you killed the deer?
0: Uh, About no, uh, November 30th was one of my biggest, 150-inch ten.
1: Your next next year's goal is kill a deer in December. I kill
0: a deer whenever a deer let me kill it.
1: <laughs>
4: Absolutely, I'm with you. Hey, you want me to? You want me to kill you on opening night? Perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Just because I haven't killed a deer in December doesn't mean I'm any less experienced. Because I'm like, well, fuck, if I can kill a deer before that. I'm not gonna be like, ah, yeah, I kill you in December. Well, just give, it, give me two know. weeks, brother. I kill you in December. <laughs> I gotta prove a point. Yeah, got a point. A <laughs> meet meet, meet me back Steve called <laughs> me out on a podcast with Clint Casper. So now I gotta kill your ass December first, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like setting up a high. School. It's like it's setting
1: up a fight. You ever killed a buck? over... Give be the I'm parking lot. Uh, I've killed one. You ever killed a buck that had sex? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to ask. This. I, I don't know, dude. How about I, that, you are coming at me with these questions? I, dude, I'm just asking. You that. ever killed a buck that had sex before? probably probably no, I, don't, I didn't ask this buck probably wrong didn't, this buck probably wrong. didn't screw I don't know he's he's early dude he was he was a young deer dude he probably uh, he's still
0: living with his parents man yeah it doesn't mean he was you know, still I, looking for girls on I live with them. I live with my
1: parents I get laid so what's up yeah
0: your buck still had a bunk bed.
1: <laughs> He's still had a bunk bed. Brothers of the struggle, so. Uh, yeah. I, I put him out of You misery. killed the deer. If you were a deer, that's the deer you killed. That's what I'm saying, dude. I only shoot deer as mature as I am. I love that saying.
4: I, 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 I love that, too. And, you know, just sitting here listening to all of us freaking... Freaking say all this and kind of, you know, crack up on Steve right now, but something else I just thought of that I think is worth mentioning too is for guys right now that still have that buck tag and are still out there, you know, um, dude, embrace it. I mean, okay, you didn't, you didn't, you haven't killed a buck yet. I get it, but I'll be honest with you. Like, as much as I love to kill big deer, prime example, my buddy's hunting one of my farms and he's been hunting all day and I drive him fucking nuts. I call him like every two hours or text him, dude, what are you seeing? Dude, you see a buck? Dude, dude, did the, did the black rack buck come in yet? Did you, what, did did you see him or what? I mean, it's just, I'm constantly like on the edge of my seat waiting. Like I'm, I'm envious that he is still hunting with a buck tag. Like, so I get it. Like I get it. You know, guys are freaking out because they haven't killed, but Man, just enjoy it. I mean, enjoy the fact that you're still out there chasing. And if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. But you got to go down swinging. I mean, you're not going to kill one on the couch watching the Miami Dolphins play the New England Patriots. Not going to happen. No buck's going to walk in your living room and say, hey, shoot me.
0: Steve uh, yeah. likes to relax. He's gonna make a dumb comment, so I figured I'd say something dumb too.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying. Glint sounds like uh, every Keep dude who's in a couch. relationship. Hey man, oh, you out of the bar? Yeah, are any chicks hot out there? Yeah, I pumping them. <laughs> 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 I remember when I used to be able to go out the bars without uh, you know having a girlfriend. Oh That's yeah. A- that's a
3: feeling. Weird flex like. right
0: now. Weird flex, but what, okay. What, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Chief
1: called. That ain't it, man. <laughs> that ain't the. That ain't <laughs>
0: the chief. Let's close it out with this. Uh, your favorite food on Thanksgiving Day. What's what's the number one thing you're going back Whoa. for seconds for?
3: Bushlight. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, actual
0: food, not uh, uh, liquid calories. Uh, yeah, My man. Uh,
4: uh, oh, man. I'm going to have to go with. I'm a, i am mean god it's it's probably going to have to be turkey man. I'm a I'm a turkey junkie especially whenever we we smoke them and stuff. Oh man, I I I could I could eat that shit every day.
3: There's just,
4: there's just no doubt. If close second would be uh uh this it's, it's like a green bean casserole deal that like my mom and different people have made like oh man, I love it. I love the shit out of that too.
0: I know you're talking about good stuff. And, and give oh, a, yeah. Give us – I'm going to do a roundtable. We're going to start with you, Clint, because you're the guest. Give us something that you're thankful for, and then we'll run around the table.
4: I am thankful for Danielle and the boys, number one, and I'm thankful that I'm able to live the life I live as far as the bow hunting, the farming, the writing. I mean, I I can't lie. I live a pretty pretty badass life. I'm pretty <laughs> thankful. pretty thankful for that. <laughs>
0: That's a, that's fair, Doug. Give us uh, your favorite going in for seconds dish and something you're thankful for.
4: Uh for going in seconds, I'm gonna say my mom's sweet dinner rolls.
3: Oh, that's a good one. Son, save some of those.
4: What
0: better than Texas Roadhouse, huh? <laughs> They're better. Oh, I have to
3: bring
4: some. They're pretty. All bomb. right.
0: Yeah, what's All up? Right. We gotta get some of these. Be a or new uh, I'm with Clint. Or some turkey. I'm a I'm a big fan of the turkey. Okay. There you go. There you go. And uh, thankful. Uh, I'm thankful for meeting you guys. Wow! You no know?
3: oh, ah. shot. Shut without, up.
0: Without, <laughs> without
2: Eric, I would have never God. met you guys. Shut up! I'd uh, be sitting at home. I'd be at home drinking
0: a beer, looking at my one my bucket shot. <laughs> Pretty
2: well, good time.
0: Well, <laughs> this is
4: this is this is awkward. My shorts are rising. What's going on here?
3: My shorts are <laughs> What's rising. Awkward is is wearing shorts right I've now. I've
4: been fully torqued the whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> dude, it's been
1: an hour and a half. He should go see a doctor. But no, it's four hours or more, dude. He's no, still got no, like no, two that, hours that, left.
3: That, that's four hours or more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's got two hours
1: left, bro. It's if, six if, to if, midnight this entire <laughs> conversation. Yeah, if, it's midnight, <laughs> if it's still midnight if it's still midnight in two hours, go see a doctor. Preferably a female one. I've seen the movies. There
0: you go. Tank, intern tank. Give us your, your food and your thankfulness.
1: Uh candy dams. What? candied yams
0: candied yams oh, man. oh yeah. i'm a Good
1: sucker stuff. for that stuff i don't have ever had it so uh, sweet potatoes ow oh, yeah potatoes.
0: okay i don't know yeah you could I'm said sweet that. potatoes sweet potatoes you know what guys come on now i've never heard someone say yeah you guys want some candied yams like there's yeah, sweet potatoes they're... over there <laughs> <laughs> no cuz you yeah, bake. you didn't grow up in the hood <laughs> yeah, <no>. yeah.
1: <laughs> i know all about candied yams jesus
0: sweet potatoes with brown mm-hmm. sugar and marshmallows yeah get the yam all yeah. night boy I'm uh, thankful for you uh, You guys making fun of me and making me feel like an intern, not, not knowing what I'm doing. No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> love oh, this he gets podcast. All sad. I was like, really? Do you like that? <laughs> no, I love you guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, gotta be thankful for my wife. She's ready to kick me out of the house right now. I've been spending too much time with her. She's like, get your ass back out in the tree. You, <laughs> yeah. still, have a, you still have a tag in your pocket. You got a book tag. <laughs> yeah. Tank, finish strong. You got this. Man, that's what I'm thankful for. I like My you. wife. My wife and my kid. It's kicking your ass out. All right. Dare we ask. You dumb motherfucker,
1: you. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what, man. I uh, I can answer, answer both huh? those with two thankfuls. Number one, I'm thankful that we have uh, a realities around here because I can get the Bobby uh, sandwich, which is basically a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich all year round. And I don't have to see my crazy family. Thankful for that. I'm also thankful that that um, I'm not not so much of a human hand job that I have to shoot two deer in Indiana and then have a federal indictment charges brought on me. I'm very fa- thankful for that. So. Dude, that's what I'm thankful for this year. Man. Wow! Oh my! I'm
4: thankful oh, for that oh. too.
1: Shots
4: <laughs> <your, laughs> fired! What, what food that's you bad. going for?
1: Two shots fired, and one is a Texas heart hey. shot fired. What's up? You've got your yeah. favorite food, huh? Hey, favorite hey. food. The Bobby, dude. I, I'm thankful that I can get. Give it. us your real Thanksgiving dish. Nobody
0: knows what the fuck a Bobby is. I mean,
1: Bullshit! Even Give us a
0: traditional Thanksgiving dish, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Food.
1: Dude, it's a tradition now. It's a leftover. Answer sandwich. my oh. goddamn question, yeah, for I kick question. the shit out of right, you on favorite, air. All right, my favorite, my favorite Thanksgiving food. All right, yeah. Then it is. Um, if I have to pick, it's my aunt Nora's mashed potatoes and gravy. Dude, she every single year she's that had that fucking hard the same damn pot. <laughs> You're making Doug freak out. Stop. <laughs> I'm saying, bro. I'm. Not, I don't. I don't I think I'm making. Gonna... I'm not making it to Thanksgiving this year, though. Because I'm going to hunt.
0: You're not going to hunt through Thanksgiving. Clint, tell this man that he will not <laughs> hunt through Thanksgiving.
1: Well, it already happened. So, yeah. I see what he did. Uh, Podcast land for you, huh? He <laughs> I'm now he's <laughs> yeah. see, i Now fucking with Yeah. caught you. He caught you slipping.
0: Okay, I'm going to give or... you mine because I'm tired of Steve. We
1: go. Well, Kurt, let me ask you. What is your favorite Thanksgiving second meal, and what are you thankful for?
0: I like... Turkey with gravy.
1: Savage. I love that shit. Yeah. I, I got to agree
0: yeah. with Clint on the green bean casserole. That's uh, yeah. pretty good. Oh, yeah. The sure. green bean casserole's up there. Um,
1: By the way, now, I got a compliment. Uh, someone complimented me on you, your uh, your venison dip. So I hope you make that a staple in uh, Thanksgiving oh, life.
0: We live on the venison dip.
1: Yeah. Uh, someone gave me a compliment who has never had that before. Said it was very good.
0: Mm. Okay. Um, I was gonna say one other thing. Oh, I like the canned cranberries.
1: Oh, oh, that's, a good oh that's a good one that's a good one. Yeah. Cranberry sauce is yeah. like Cranberry bro. sauce. yep, yep.
0: Good, good. That's a good one. Add some bush light in there. It's a good holiday.
3: Oh, hell yeah, mix it right together. <laughs> have it up? It
0: <laughs> Blender. <laughs> I'm thankful for our podcast listeners because without podcast listeners, we wouldn't have the drive to keep doing this uh getting together every week like we do all our buddies get together every week and have conversations with each other and you can't have that anywhere else nowadays with social media and texting to get how many other people get together with their closest hunting buddies every fucking week and talk for a minimum of an hour every week it doesn't happen anymore if you think about it it doesn't happen so i am thankful for our listeners because it pushes us to do this and we have fun doing it i've never once been like ah fuck we got a podcast again you know no exactly only time i've ever maybe said a little bit of that is when we're hungover at a trade show and we've already recorded four that day
3: yeah <laughs> i'd agree with you on that one. Dude, that's, the,
1: that's the long lost ryan huser from uh <laughs> respect the game episode <laughs> it never got recorded but uh, ryan we love you uh it'll happen that's 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 how it goes
0: <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening we hope you have a great thanksgiving happy thanksgiving Finish strong. Take Clint's uh, advice. It's uh, don't be burnt out. You can still kill a good buck. You do it. The
4: stay, stay in it mentally. It's a mental game.
0: If you can get through the cold, you can get yourself through a big buck.
4: Oh, absolutely. Em- embrace, Embrace the struggle and the grind because in July we're all going to be sitting around going, God damn, I wish I was in a tree. If it was 20 degrees out, I'd be thrilled. It's 85. I'm sweating my dick off. Just remember that. We're all going to be there. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to be there.
0: We'll end it on that. Thank you, everyone. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Eat some turkey. We love you.
2: A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life.
3: Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. I'll there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.